I have been a rich man and I have been a poor man and I choose rich every fucking time. <laughs> Five time, five time. HBK Sean Michaels. Five time, five. And we've got a special guest, referee, joining us today. Who do we have joining us here today? We can't decide on who's in the, on who's in the match. Who do we have? Announce yourself. Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake. <laughs> Jake, Jake, Jake the Snake or Jake Snake. There's an important distinction here. <laughs> we just got. I don't think any of your listeners watched rugby back wrestling back then. It was a time of Ultimate Warrior, Jake the Snake, Legions of Doom, Triple H wrestled then, oh, Undertaker. Yeah, they were all there. Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan was young. He had hair. <laughs> Crazy. Booker T doesn't know about this. He grew up without watching TV. Nah, no TV during the week, man. So You had a TV uh, though, right? I had a TV. I, my, oh. my buddies watched it all the time. We watched it in front of us. My dad used to oh. tell me how crazy Champions League games were <laughs> then tell me to go to bed. <laughs> Booker T, how does somebody who had such a wholesome childhood grow up to be the way you are? Yeah, what went wrong? Gambling. Gambling addict. I went, to, I went to went to university in Cape Town and it just ruined all the, the 18 years of hard work that they put in, unfortunately. Weren't you arrested for uh, political crimes at one point? Yeah, but let's not get into that. Okay. <laughs> so, we, we received huge feedback after last week's episode on retirement annuities. A lot of people are very upset that institutions are stealing from their future number of guys have been called out. Lots of people didn't realize the impact of 1%, or 2%, 3% of their entire portfolio and how it impacts their retirement. So before we get stuck in today's episode, Jake the Snake, yeah. you've done extensive work. Throwback to your days as an analyst working with Excel. You've done a lot of work trying to find out how much these products cost what are the fees how to make it simple what is what is your experience combing through those thousands of pages of documents over the last couple of weeks the, the easiest way to describe it it's like an easter egg hunt okay so the the little tidbits are scattered all over a fucking complicated garden right so hmm. Not all the eggs that that form the basket are in a single place. So, you know, you find a bit of information here, you've got to scurry along and find something there. And at the end of the day, you've got to put everything together and do the math yourself. Save for one or two service providers, uh, 10X, uh, 10X comes to mind. They put all the information in an easily consumable place, easy to find, easy to consume. But just about everyone else, um, 
Uh, there are a few others, and uh, I'm gonna single out Tenex because it was memorable how easy it was. But there are a few others. But for the most part, particularly the old legacy insurers, you know, you've got to attend four or five different websites to find all the relevant information. And even then, um, you know, you're not certain if you've, you've, you've been to all the websites. Long story short, you know, I've got 15 years plus uh, experience in this area. It took me more than half an hour to find a single uh, total cost structure for any particular product, which, you know, if, if, if you just uh, an ordinary uh, investor, you've got actually zero chance of actually getting to the, the bottom of this. So the guys are deliberately um, vague, uh, deliberately opaque and deliberately misleading. So it's a terrible space. And, you know, the industry bodies have, have done their best to, um, to put rules in place, uh, but they aren't principle-based rules. And so they're easily overcome by changing the definition of what the costs are. A favorite of mine was where a service provider just changed what the, the, the cost was, the name of the cost, so that it wouldn't be included in the, the regulated uh, definition. So they, they simply changed an administration fee into a marketing fee and used that to exclude it from the total cost that was uh, required to be disclosed. So it's a shit show and the public are, to my mind, deliberately misled on this issue. So we, we've seen guys like a C-Star come out and say, hey guys, you, you got to use EAC, you got to use effective annual cost. Everyone's got to distill this lumber down because you've got total investment costs, total costs, admin costs, platform fees, advisor fees, financial advisor fees. I mean, if you are new to retirement annuities, help us, Booker T, HPK, Jake the Snake. What's the single source of truth here? What's the lumber that's going to tell you everything? Look, there is this number called EAC, and that's and that's meant to be widely accepted as the market standard, and that's the, the single source of truth. But what uh, Jake the Snake Roberts is speaking about is so important, and that is the fact that you can call a fee whatever you want to call it, and you can, as a result of that, disclose or not disclose it. And the important premise that we put behind this is. A, a change in fee, and I think that the number was a 2% change in fee can effectively halve the amount of money you end up with at the end. It is, you know, on the basis of that and how easy it is to hide fees, you can end up with a wildly different outcome. So the, the point is, you know, look for EAC, but also you need to go read the fine print and then the fine print that the fine print references and then the fine print that that fine print references and then hope and pray that your maths is good and you can add up everything. Did you say I need to look for AOC? No, no, no. If You, you don't oh, need to sorry. look for AOC. I'm just going to check if I find AOC. EAC is the most important one, but I think the best way to do it is to get a quote. You need no. to get a, a you need to get a quote and see how it would actually look at the end if you were to invest the money in. The problem is, it's hard to it's it's difficult to get the quote to be 100% accurate, and even then, there may be something that's hidden. 
you know, Booker T, like this is this is messed up, right? Because this is the equivalent of you having to tell a thief how much money you have. And only then afterwards they'll tell you whether they're gonna rob you or not. Everybody! Hands up! Hands up! Stick them up! This is a holdup! I said stick them up! You see this? Do you know what this is? It's a grenade! And I'm pulling the pin, so no funny business. Like this is this is crazy. It's it is crazy that there's a, something so important as your future and your retirement and you have to you have to te- be completely upfront and give a a service provider all of your information just so you can get an understanding of how much they're going to charge you it's wild it's crazy that it's legal that's the word that i'd never understand okay l- l- let's talk about what's legal here check the snake what's the maximum that anyone can be charged on a retirement annuity or, so, or a pension product. Unfortunately, there there are no established maximums across the product range. Certain regulated industries, the long-term insurance industry, as an example, have regulated maximums, right? But that's easily overcome by putting the RA through a unit trust where there are no regulated maximums. In addition to that, industry players use layering to charge fees at different levels of service. So it's impossible to regulate uh, because of the different interactions between different platforms. So as an example, an asset manager would charge you a a fee to, to manage the assets. They would need to engage with a Section 13B administrator to manage the contributions and the allocations. They would charge a separate fee. The actual entity into which the contributions end up may charge a fee on top of that. Your advisor could then slap another fee onto that. You asked a question earlier, which I I didn't get a chance to participate in. Like, how do you navigate this? What do you look for? Unfortunately, there's, there's no easy way to do it. What actually needs to be done is media like Banker X needs to publish a list of of people who don't fuck around with this kind of stuff. People like 10X, people like 274, uh people like um Satrix. I thought Satrix was was pretty good as well with Charles and, and the media actually need to play a watchdog role. make sure that you know people are are selling you the product what it says on the tin is what's actually inside the tin because the the problem is you know the financial services industry is populated with some of the best minds in in any particular society not on this podcast but i, I i'm sure they're out there there's always exceptions, but uh, <laughs> a few months in any of these in 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 one of these companies, you you become corrupted, and your job becomes finding loopholes in the regulation, in the legislation, and finding ways to you know create shareholder value, which means the investors are are screwed. So the way I would recommend people do it is is to actually just 
you know, study the study the the surveys that are published. Look at those. And when people say one of the things I've learned is when you can't easily tell within three or four seconds what the charge is, just avoid that service provider. You know, you get people like 10X, like Satrix, like 27.4, who, who shove their costs in your face. They have the tough discussion up front so that you know what you're in for. And that's what they charge you. You get guys like um, Liberty, like Sunlim, like uh, Wealth Creation, whatever the case is. They, they give you a quote, and once your cash is inside, you find a, your EAC is actually north of 8%, which is criminal in my mind. You know, anything more than 3% for a retail investor, to my mind, is criminal. That investor shouldn't be paying for you flighting ads at prime time during the Rugby World Cup. If that's what you need to do to sell product, you've got it wrong. That's the, that's the problem. Retail investors are subsidizing all sorts of shit that they shouldn't be. And there are really good, clean, neat, cheap products where you don't need to uh, give up investment return. You don't need to give up service. You don't need to give up any of those things. Uh, we guys just provide a, a, a low cost, easy to understand, efficient product and service. And they are, those exist. By the way, if any if, if anyone at 10X is listening to this, you guys owe us some serious marketing dough for this podcast, man. We're putting you, you guys... You, you owe us 10X our investment. <laughs> you guys That's owe, us, owe cash. us cash. Cash money. We take cash. We take illicit substances. And I'm just going to rock up in your building on Monday and I'm taking it. <laughs> we take guns. We, we, we don't take favors. Labor. We don't take favors. We, we don't take favors. We don't take little hands as you know, little labor. We don't, we don't do those things. Right. We've seen, we've seen some teaser posts come out this week. Something big is coming. Was that Jake the Slake? Roberts and WrestleMania facing off against Booker T and HBK in a triple threat match with a special guest ref as Ric Flair. Or oh, was it something else? Jake the Snake Roberts, tell us what this big announcement is. I don't have the voice to go into like excitement mode, but let me, let me lay it out. So Altfest have decided to launch our own RA. Um, and we're going to drink our own medicine in this regard. You're going to have the upfront cost upfront in your face. You'll know what it is. It's in the lowest quartile of service providers. But more than that, this is going to be a, a, a South African product for South Africans. All right. Sister Petina. All right. Hit it in time. Oh, shit. And when I say for South Africans, we're going to give you the best South African investments in that product. We're going to be using the funds we get or a portion thereof to give to South Africans who are running businesses, who are creating jobs, who are participating and growing our economy. So this is a high impact, low cost product for South Africans to save for their retirement. But... When you save for your retirement, you need to consider, is the country I'm retiring in going to be a place I want to retire in? And this product 
helps ensure that phenomenon. It helps make sure that the place you retire is worth retiring in. You don't want to retire in war. Imagine you had to be retiring in the Ukraine now in a war zone. You don't want that. Now, our product is going to be ensuring that South Africa is a better place than it is today by contributing positively to making it a better place by putting the, the capital you invest in this product to work. Not all of it, some of it. Congrats, everyone, for all the hard work you put into this. Bukachi, HBK. Take the sleigh. It's, it's taken a long time, but, but you know, you mentioned earlier, what's on the label needs to be what's inside the can, right? Yeah. HBK, what, what's in the can? What is yeah. in this? Well, what is in this that makes this different to what's out there? Aside from it being low fees. There's an important point that, that Jake the Snake Roberts was, was alluding to when he spoke, and that was, he kept saying not all of it. And there's a very reason, there's a very practical reason why not all of it is being allocated to high impact South African businesses. And that's because this product is first and foremost, fully licensed and regulated and therefore subject to the limitations put on products of this nature by the the bodies that that ensure that these things are fit for purpose. So this is going to have the very best in local and offshore investments as low cost as possible in the proportions and the weightings that are appropriate. So it's 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 investment grade in the true sense of the word. Now where the law allows us to introduce alternative investments or high impact investments we have jumped at the opportunity to do so. So we are going to overlay onto this foundation of low-cost, best-in-class exposure to local and offshore investments, the very best high-impact South African-focused alternative investments. And there's a, there's a quick side note here that I want to I wanna talk about going through this. You know, when we talk about South African exposure, we often think about the JSE. And the unfortunate, uncomfortable reality is that over 70% of the value of the JSE, as uh, captured by the companies on it, make less than 20% of their money in South Africa. So even when you are investing in SA, you are not actually investing in SA. You are investing in a co- massive conglomerate who is taking your money, deploying it overseas, earning a decent return, skimming more than their fair share of it, paying their CEOs hundreds of millions of rands, and then giving it back to you and patting you on the back and saying, congrats, you invested in SA. It's not investing in SA. Investing in SA is supporting the small business that is employing 10 people, that's earning a 20% return a year because it's a great business. Those 10 people are going on to support another 40 and it's stimulating economic activity in that community. It's earning a great return and it's contributing to making our society better. And that's really the, the underpinning of what's in this product. So HBK and Jake the Slick, based on what you've just said, this sounds very much like you've got these passive building blocks that you'll find in other retirement annuities, plus an element of Ideally, diversification, non-correlated, defensive-type assets within the portfolio. My question is, when you look at these actively managed funds, they charge you a lot of cash. 
sure, some of them are li- a lot of them underperform the market. Their fees are quite high. But how does the math stack up here? And how's how's the alt based RA able to have a low cost product with an element of essentially what sounds like active management in the alternative asset building block? Jake the Slick? The first thing is is that Altface Capital are the, the, the providers of the alternative products, right? And our business model is structured such that fees are shared across all stakeholders. So in you know changing the, the way these things are done, we, we split fees amongst the investors, the the, cap, the the people who receive the capital and the the suppliers of the capital. So it's a shared approach and in that way we can help lower the cost for the investor. Typically the investor pays for for everything. Now that that's one way. The other thing is in because our our, our focus is not outperforming with stock selection in a South African context. We've we've opted for passive building blocks and charge corresponding fees. In other words, we believe that the beta of the South African market indexes are sufficient to provide a comfortable retirement and the fees, and I'm not suggesting that active, that there isn't a place for active asset management, they categorically is, you know, just technically active passive management doesn't work without active participants in the market. So it's a it's an ecosystem where you need active managers that that create the efficiency in the market to enjoy passive returns. So we we're not typically against that. What we are for though is the low cost methodology that those returns can be transferred to our investors. And where we feel we can add value is by picking out and selecting small businesses that will give you inflation beating returns. And when I say inflation beating returns, we look for inflation plus 10. As we enter the second quarter of the year, sticky inflation, sluggish growth, and now elevated financial stability risks mark the global economy. These are uncorrelated to the stock market, but very correlated to the South African economy. Uh, But having said that, these are businesses that when they receive capital, hire two or three people, and that has a positive impact on the South African economy. That's not immediately calculatable, but categorically. When we give someone a check of a million rand, one of the prerequisites is that million rand creates X number of jobs. And part of our investment thesis is making sure that the clients or the, the, the capital seekers, the people who get it, create the most jobs per million amongst their class. And so that, that's what we, we're trying to do. Um, and because of this fee sharing arrangement, the fact that the, the capital is deployed effectively into the real economy. Um, what actually ends up happening is that real South Africans benefit from, from this and not just the, the ecosystem of service providers. 
if you consider, for example, when a pension fund or any normal retirement annuity buys, let's say, 10 million in Sassel, the only people who make money who benefit in that transaction is the person who sold the shares, number one, that's typically either some high net worth individual, another pension fund, which in that case, yes, it benefits the, the members of that fund, but it's all the, the service providers around the transaction. It's the exchange who makes the money. It's the broker who makes the money. It's the, you know, the, the various players, the lawyers who did the agreements or whatever the case may be. So no ordinary South African makes money from those investments. Contradict that with our proposal where the money goes directly to a South African who gets the money, hires South African suppliers to start supplying in a restaurant, you know, poloni from potatoes, carrots, whatever. Hey, Booker T is smiling at Paloli because he is, loves a good fucking Gatsby, this guy. <laughs> huh? well, one day we're going to have a podcast about that, that Cape Town trip and we'll talk about this. They call him PB. They are, sl- they are slandering my name. This guy, can you believe, Jake the Slick, yeah, I, I don't think we told you his story. Cabs Bay Villa. Slandering my name. Best, <laughs> best, best. Location on the Atlantic Seaboard. Invoices, but I, well, I you see the invoices. HBK and Booker T decide an appropriate meal, and <laughs> an appropriate <laughs> meal is for me to go and get two Gatsby's and eat it at the pool. I had no part in, this in the decision. villa and leave a trail of chips everywhere. I had no part. You're in proud this of decision. your fucking self, Booker T. I had no part in this decision. I. You ate half the Gatsby and left it I, back in the fridge. I actively was against this decision. I had no criminal. part of this. This is a criminal. This is a criminal. Okay, you're, but, you're, cutting, you're cutting off my man when he was mid-flow. No, 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 no mid-flow. I, 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 <laughs> so, so here's a question for you, right? We spoke about how this, the, the cash goes back in the South African economy. When you think of alternatives, we focused, Old Fest has focused on equity up until now. But when you look at the alternative universe, an ecosystem of assets. A vast majority of assets are private debt. They're debt-focused, they're credit-focused, they're not equity-focused. Private equity forms a smaller proportion of the entire ecosystem of alternative assets. So the question is, how, how are you planning to target private credit, SME lending, loans to guys, we haven't heard anything, but is, is that the game plan? It's, it's almost as if you're an insider, but it's precisely the game plan. Imagine, imagine. <laughs> I would never trade on insider info. I have friends at the FSCA and they're good people. Well, you can all study the charts or I can give you the answers to the test. Please. Lenny Bosco, Old Oaks Investments. Peter Decker, Quaker Ridge Financial. Dan Margolis, Century Capital. These three small firms all knew exactly when to buy and when to sell the stock. They had inside information. You must get pings like that every day. We do. So, get them right. talking and <laughs> We call, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we are creating a product. So we want to service a South African entrepreneur, right? And Altrius Capital, that's all we do all day, every day. Um, and we're building up an arsenal of tools to service the South African entrepreneur who then benefits the South African retail investor by giving them exposure 
to the benefits we've provided them. So our job is to make running businesses as easy as possible. Our requirement or the what we expect in return for that is for South African entrepreneurs to share that return with ordinary South Africans in ways they can afford. That, that, that is exactly what Altvest Capital does. So we benefit the entrepreneur and the deal we have, the social contract with, with them is that they need to make their product and their economics available to anyone who feels they want to participate in it. Now, what we, the, the suite of products we bring in is number one, we've got an equity product where an entrepreneur can access equity markets. Launching early April is our debt product where they can access low-cost debt. Uh, but in the full suite of products, they'll be able to access employee benefit solutions for their staff. And if their staff are, are happier, they'll make their customers happier. There'll be corporate finance solutions. There'll be media solutions. There'll be insurance solutions, financial services solutions. So our, our job is to make sure the entrepreneur is properly looked after. And in return, he shares those economics with our customer base. It's as simple as that. And any suggestions as to what more we could do for the entrepreneur, we, we're happy to look at. We've got a team of like an expert guys who sit and think about this stuff all day, every day. And we come up with great stuff, guys. It, it takes long because the, you know, the regulatory environment correctly so, is, is, is quite maternalistic. They look after society or they, they try to at least. And, you know, navigating that is, is difficult and we don't look for shortcuts around that or at least we won't admit that on this, uh, on this podcast. But uh, the idea is to create this ecosystem where the retail investors are one of the major beneficiaries of the benefits we provide to entrepreneurs in, in building their businesses. And that ecosystem, we think, is going to be crucial in solving, in our little way, because we're quite small right now, in our little way, making South Africa a better, more hospitable place for, for us all. Make small business great again. Believe me. I agree. You'll never get bored with winning. We never get bored. We are going to turn this country around. We are going to small start business today big is big business tomorrow. Big business today is small business tomorrow. If you have the wrong management team, that's for sure. But let's talk about you. Know, you talk about challenges facing SMEs, and we've seen this. And every one of us have run small businesses. Booker T has run. A lemonade stand, a small forex signal business. He's also <laughs> sold some ass. <laughs> Times are tough. But <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about I me. Mean, we got Jake the Snake, who's run a pizza shop in, the, in his past life. You know, Have let's I talk about. <laughs> no, no, we, we, we have, we, we <laughs> tell us the story. So the, I don't think the, 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 the thousands of people. Yeah. Not a week goes by without us hearing the story of Jake Disley, Robert's not Pizza. Not a single week. But not for the benefit, but for yeah. the benefit of the millions and millions 
of listeners, Jake, the Snake Roberts, tell us about your pizza business. All right. I, I bought a franchise, a pizza franchise that was diametrically opposite the best pizza place, arguably in Africa. Um, the opposite of Debonair's? Wow. I want everyone that's listening now to hear what HBK said and you decide who brought the Gatsby to the house. Triple Decker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait, carry on. Jake the Snake, tell us you bought across it at, at, at um, Dobbelos. And, uh, you know, that's what a desktop valuation will, will do for you, right? And, and and so now we know to get in your fucking car, drive there and check what's in what's in the area. Make sure there isn't a fucking church next door or a mosque next door so you can stay open past seven o'clock and all sorts of shit like that, you know? Because these things matter. And it's what the Altwest team does now. We go to the restaurants, we order the Gatsby, we taste it. You know, we time how long it takes until you you have to let go of the Gatsby. All those things. It's all part of what you diligence. Wow. There's detailed analysis. Okay. DD stands for due diligence, not doo-doo. <laughs> but guys, the, the important thing is, you know, you, you get a few occasions to learn in this life. Uh, buying a pizza shop was probably more beneficial to me, at least academically, than any of the degrees I, I studied. Yo, swap it. Swap those degrees for three slices. Jake the Snake. Give it up. Give up that CFP, CASA. Give it up for a triple decker. And uh, one of my favorite anecdotes, you know, we were in Parkers and uh, a vegan couple walk in and oh. order a gluten-free oh. pizza. They said, hold the tomato, hold the onions, hold the sauce, no cheese, no this, no that. I eventually ended up selling them a pizza a box. Box for like... 80% more than what the pizza would have cost, so... The idea that there's some sort of consistent moral truth that you've boxed off and no one else has. Should we eat corn, tofurkey, bacon? Well, then fuck you. If you think that eating meat is morally wrong, then you can't engage in the active fantasy of what eating meat is, because you're still endorsing the idea that eating meat and they, they actually phoned back and, and were like fucking ecstatic with the product. So what, what was on this pizza? It's just Albany Superior bed and goat cheese. What was on it? Olive oil sprinkled over the box. <laughs> <laughs> and some, and some, of course, uh, <laughs> Mediterranean sea salt, of course. <laughs> nah, I don't lie. You told them it was cost Mediterranean sea salt. It was Cerebos. Yeah, you. <laughs> the, the, crazy, the, the crazy part is people people will come in and order and put that kind of an order down, all because of health and the environment. And once they're done with their pizza, they'll go bang two lines of cocaine. It never makes any sense to me. No, you don't. I mean, look, I I I I'm a firm believer of the health benefits of cocaine, but I've said this before on this podcast. I honestly believe it's incredible for weight loss. You can follow my journey on Instagram. Um, <laughs> you, guys, you guys keep asking Rick, what's the, what's the secret? Right. <laughs> follow his journey by following the... the, the... Follow, follow the trail, boys. Follow the trail of white powder. But... <laughs> But 
<laughs> Jesus Lakers dying. Look at him. Clasping his chest. Uh, but listen, it, it, it brings to point the, the importance of liquidity, right? And working capital. Because, fuck, SMEs run out of cash. Like, you don't have... You don't... You can't pay salaries. I don't know. Make a... Bit close to home. But how many times as a small company, you can't pay salaries. You can't pay debtors. You can't pay your rent. But... You've got a big invoice that's coming down in three days, four days. But what's your alternative? You got fucking Lula land up your ass, you know, charging you 40%, 50%, whatever it is, APR. You've got to take it because you need that oxygen. You need that lifeblood. And is, is it, it sounds to me, this is what Altfest is, is fixing. You're moving away from being an alt asset brokerage stroke platform to helping guys survive, giving them oxygen. The problem is South Africa has massive pools of capital, right? Our retirement industry is in the top 10 biggest in, in the world, right? Not just Africa, not just top 10 biggest in the world in terms of assets under management. But all our pension funds are doing is giving great exit liquidity options to Coors Becker and all the other directors who who need to exit their, their positions in, in one go. I mean, Coors Becker did a sale the other day, a couple of billion. You know, it happened in, there was one fund who were like, fuck, give it to me. We'll, we'll fucking take it. You know, you don't have to discount this for us. We'll just take it. Like, you just go go along, you know. And, so, you know, that's how pension funds and retirement annuities in this country behave. All they are doing is feeding the same small circle of providers to the, the financial services ecosystem. No one else in the country besides the guys who drafted the book over request, the, the brokers, the, the banks and, and straight, the JSC, no real South African. And yes, they are real South Africans in every sense of the word, but I'm talking about the ordinary guys, you know, the, the butchers, the bakers, the fucking candlestick makers. None of them saw any benefit from that trade other than, you know, the advisors, the book runners. So that's the thing. We, we need to bleed some of that cash into the real economy. And that's what Altvest does. And hopefully by us doing it in our small little corner of the country, um, people will see what we're doing and follow suit. More money needs to be in the real economy that it can't just circulate amongst, you know, the investment banks straight, the JSC and the, the few legal firms that, you know, make sure they don't go to jail. It, it, can't. it, can't, it. it can't sustain. We, as a country, we can't sustain that, that lofty financial services pyramid that exists. Love it. Oh, if, if Altvis has a role for an exec, I'm putting my hand up. I want to get involved in this shit. So the guys are keen. Oh, a chairman. Are you looking for a chairman? Done. Consider it done. Wait, do you have a drug testing policy in this business? Just asking for a friend. But listen, how do I sign up? What's the game plan? What's the next steps? How do I, I, I want to sign up? I want to get involved with the ARA. It, it sounds like a gang. The ARA. How do I sign up? What's the game plan? 
Yeah, I'm happy to jump in here. Uh, Book it. No, as well. Book it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so by the time this episode drops, um, the, the, the site should be live. So you go to altvestsecurities.co.za. You can check out Altvest across any social media platform. The links will be spammed all over there as well. So Twitter, Instagram. OnlyFans. OnlyFans. LinkedIn. OnlyFans. Yeah, you know, uh, we, we, we may get an OnlyFans account. Let's let's see how successful the launch is. <laughs> it may be necessary. <laughs> but <laughs> click the link and, and all you have to do is insert your name and your email address into that uh, uh, the, the wait list. Um, once that's done, we'll handle the rest. You know, we're going to reach out to you as soon as it drops. You will be uh, able to join a platform called Altvest Securities, which we have built and houses the Altvest Retirement Annuity. It also houses several other products that we have coming soon, but we'll get to that when, when that actually launches. Uh, and we'll tell you exactly how to sign up. It's all digital. You know, there's no need to call in. There's no need to speak to people you sign via the internet you join via the internet we're, we're trying to keep this completely off we'll keep completely online we know y'all have anxiety we know yeah, we, we don't, don't want to talk to people we and, and we don't want to talk to you either uh we to me it's okay it's okay it's fine we there's no need for conversation it's all online um but it should it should, be, it should be it should be a pretty straightforward process one thing that i need to notice you know, this is uh, this stuff is all new. So if you have any idea on how we can improve, how we can get better, remember that BankX and Altvest, it's a community platform we build together. So shoot us texts, shoot us emails, shoot us... Shoot us uh, those traps. Get in those DMs, media. send some cheeks. Please, please do not send cheeks. My, my, like... my, girlfriend, my girlfriend checks my phone. Don't do that. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Are you serious? Book a cheek. Uh, <laughs> your girlfriend, your, your girlfriend's got access. No, IT security officer on this call where we launch a new <laughs> biggest security breach. <laughs> Please but do not say cheeks. to all our accounts. Yeah, no, does, no, she, yeah she, well, she book a cheat. My account. She, she, she's not interested in the emails, my man. She's, she's interested in the Instagram and the Twitter and the WhatsApp. <laughs> yes. Man, all of those, all of those things I've been selling Booker T, man. What the fuck is going on, baby? Still hanging around with this bitch when you still have all this? Nothing but shit. Watch your mouth. Yeah, because because I went out, I went out with someone. I'm not gonna say who I went out with, but they decided to post Instagram stories of of what we were up to, uh, without any warning, and I and I woke up to to many stresses. So, <laughs> it be your own people. It be your own people. It be your own people. But man, you're not in the game if there's no drama. Right, <laughs> Jake the Snake, any final words from you before you defend your title in the triple threat match? I know, I know Old Fest is hiring. You're looking for strong talent, a lot of strong talent. What kind of roles you got open? How do guys get hold of you? I know you always make time for guys on LinkedIn, on Instagram, <laughs> on guys who approach you on the street. You always make time. Guys who approach you with the gym. <laughs> How do guys at the gym <laughs> when they lake it in the steam room? I mean, like, how do, <laughs> how, how, how do guys get hold of you? What's next steps for you? Guys, uh, my, my LinkedIn, I, I check regularly. Uh, all my email addresses, even my cell phone is there. 
um, and I, I respond to LinkedIn. Um, it's not an ice cream truck, so don't be afraid. If you need to talk, you want to chat, yeah, hit me up. Uh, we, we came to look at... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to regret this. He's going to regret this when 12,000 people listen to this. He's going to regret it. He has no idea how many people listen to this podcast. He's going to regret it. Guys are going to be searching for Jake the Snake Roberts on LinkedIn. Jake Jake the Snake. Just to put Jake the Snake early years in your browser history, you'll get investigated. Don't put Jake Snake. In the the theme of Jake the Snake, your email needs to be titled with Jake the Snake's finishing move. Wait, which finishing move? Oh. He had one <laughs> I also, I also, I also feel like if you type in Jake the Snake's finishing move on Google, you're gonna see some crazy. <laughs> oh, you're gonna, you're gonna see something. Some you're gonna crazy see crazy results. You're gonna see something crazy, crazy, crazy results. This is why we need IT. This is why we fucking need IT. Listen, wrapping up for bank bros. <laughs> shot for all the hard work. HBK, shot for all the heavy lifting. Jake the Snake. Appreciate you taking Friday afternoon off. Congrats on a fucking incredible launch. You're going to crush this. Thanks. Really pumped, really excited, man. We've got an amazing team. KK, Akshay, Nick, and to the rest of the team, we've done a fucking amazing job. We're bringing amazing shit to the market. So thanks for having me. Please invite me back. Signing out, back, bro. Sign up for the ARA. See you next week. Cheers. <laughs>